You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. The Menovation coming in hot this morning, episode 28. We are continuing our conversation with the one and only Pastor Vince. Uh, Last episode, we talked about his transition from uh, the pastor world, full-time ministry, back into the business world, what that was like, some of the things he'd learned. But this episode, we want to talk about some of the things that made him successful going back into the business world, from goals to having a vision, um, how that set them up. And we're just kind of hoping that this can really uh, bring some value to you going into the new year for your own life. Um, all of us have actually been through a class where Goals was a really big thing in that class. So uh, we're going to kind of unpack that this morning. So um, stay tuned. Episode 28. Pastor Vince. Yo. Thanks for not going anywhere. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. We don't go. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to release like a Patreon where you can hear all the good stuff. Yeah. We've, mm. we've been having a lot of fun this morning. Yeah. That you don't get to hear. Uh, see, we didn't need any whiskey. Right. I mean. Maybe. We, well, I told. nice. I told Tyson to. But kept us warm. Yeah, but you can't drink whiskey in the morning. You can drink Bailey's, can't you? I mean, <laughs> I think the only time that it's it's like appropriate appropriate to have any actual alcohol before like two is when you're on vacation. No. Mexico. I was Mexico. gonna say yeah. brunch, mimosa, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mimosa, but that's like you know. you're drinking champagne. Anyways, all right. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for having me. This has been fun. <laughs> We'll try to stay on... Uh, yeah, we'll try to stay on topic. It was pretty ridiculous Yeah, in that's going to be our goal. Um, See what I did. Yeah. Brilliant. But make sure you listen to episode 27 if you have not. Um, the vision or the, the knowledge that Pastor Vince brings is a really cool perspective. And uh, so if you want a bit more context, listen to episode 27. Um, but we're just going to dive in this morning. Uh, so if you're confused, uh, you know why. Uh, so... Uh, Pastor Vince, what would you say when trying to be successful in the business world, did you did you implement necessarily anything from the pastoral world or um, did you use things like goals? Like what, what did you, because you become pretty successful now. What would you say was the key to that other than Jesus? <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> I think uh, best to answer that question is 100% definitely used a lot that I've learned. Um, especially, you know, in the, in recent years, I think, you know, our church, um, focuses a good amount on, um, on being successful. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit where, you know, to really be effective in ministry, um, whether you're on a staff, a staff position or just trying to minister to the world, right? You got to be successful. You've got to have a level of uh, attractiveness that someone would want to follow you. Yeah. Right. If your your life is falling apart, if it sucks, if you're depressed, you can't pay your bills, your marriage is falling apart. Why would anybody want the thing that you are offering? Mm -hmm. True. You know, my life is falling apart, but here, read this track and, 
you know, so that you can go to heaven. People are like, okay, right? <laughs> mm. But um, so you know, we we talk a lot about um, about giving, and I think for me, one of the biggest things that um, that I've one of the biggest reasons I think I've been successful is um, because I understand kingdom giving. Mm. And, you know, I think really when it comes down to asking the question, if you have a goal, let's say, to make X amount of dollars, why? Why mm. do you want to make X? Say you want to make $150,000, okay, or $350,000 or a million dollars. We have to ask ourselves the why. Why do you want that money? And when you understand, when, when that, when you can ask, when you can answer that question, um, and authentically, the answer to that question is one that is um, biblically sound, right? Mm. Then, you know, then you know that God can get behind that goal, right? If I wanted to make, a bunch of money so that I could have and so that I could do and so that I could be, it's going to be very difficult for God to want to, uh, I'm not in alignment, right? I'm not in alignment with God. I'm not in alignment with heaven because all of my financial goal, uh, is specific back towards me. But when I align, when I say the answer to that question is so that I can be a blessing so that I can grow the kingdom. Yeah, so I want my family to be, you know, provided for, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the but the reason, the dri what drives me to generate wealth, is actually kingdom minded, right? And so, you know, my success, um, you know, this this past year, I decided um, that I wanted to give a certain amount, and so if I was going to give that amount, then that mean that meant that I would have to generate a certain amount. Yeah. And so my financial goal started from my giving goal. Wow. I didn't decide mm, how much I'd wow. give based on how much wow. I would make. I decided how much I would make based on how much I was giving. Wow. Say that again. So I decided how much I was going to give first. And mm, then that determined wow. how much I was going wow. to make. Jeez. Wow. Where wow. I think a lot of times people decide how they know how much they're going to make. Or, and so then they decide how much they're going to give. And of course, it's different when you're in a sales position, when you're making commissions. If you're on a fixed income, I think the, the heart of the, of the thing is, can be the same. Of course, it's a little bit different, right? Um, but, but that's, how, that's, that's essentially what I, what I did. Is I, you know, my wife and I sat down. We, how much do we want to give? Okay. Well, then let's, now we got to make money. So how much money do we need to make? Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting you, that's an interesting mindset goal wise. Yeah. Different mm. perspective. Yeah. So when people set like a, a goal, like this big audacious <clears throat> goal, and they're like, I'm gonna hit it. And when reality kind of sits in and they start to feel like a little bit of fear, like, oh gosh, like where do you even start? Yeah. Where, like where's like the starting, the practical steps for like attaining that goal? You mm. know, walking on that path to, towards actually achieving that. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's a little bit different. Right. So, um, I think I'm going to answer that question in a roundabout way. So first of all, I would say that when I first started looking at goals, um, I'd never been a big goal person. In mm. fact, I, I made a determination years ago 
that I'm not going to set goals because mm. I thought I'm not good at goal setting. Interesting. And um, last year I was forced to set some goals in Pathfinders. And then I did Dr. Matt's goal setting deal. And what ended up happening through that was I learned that my, um, the, the, the benefit, the first benefit that, that came from me setting goals was actually the mindset, how it located my mindset. And I found, I located some self-limiting beliefs. So to say something like, I'm not good at goal setting. Well, who the heck told me that? Mm. Right. And just because <clears throat> goal setting might look different for me last year versus this year, and it probably will look different in years to come, um, that doesn't matter. I think the biggest thing for me anyways was um, goal setting allowed me to see something that I hadn't received yet, right? Attain. So at first, if I want to try to do something that I've not yet done, right, that's a goal. Right. My goal is to, you know, in your example, I want to make this amount of money. Well, the biggest power, the power, the most powerful thing about that goal is that you now put a target out there. Mm. You've now have something that you can see that you can get to. You know, you've ever peed on it on a urinal. Sure. Right. They put yeah. the little fly. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That fly is a target. Mm -hmm. Right. They're trying to make it so you don't piss all over their floor. That's their mm -hmm. goal. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 So they give true, you a target man. to aim for. You mm -hmm. know, if you go to a urinal that has the fly, you always pee on the fly. Mm -hmm. Always. <laughs> right. Just right? like when they teach a little kid to pee, but throw Cheerios or whatever. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. yep. Um, and so it just gives you something to look at, something to aspire toward. And that's really, really, really powerful right there. Um, I think that, but. I think you've got to be able to give yourself permission to to do it the way that you do it best in the season of life that you're in. So for me, having a bunch of little teeny steps, action steps every day to attain the certain goal um, mm. has been difficult. It's It's been challenging. Um, and And I think that I've probably got a long ways to go before I can actually deconstruct from the goal that down to the actual actionable steps that I can take every day to hit that, those goals. Um, that's a whole entire process. And, you know, Pastor Alex Klott does a great job. Dr. Matt does a great job doing, helping you do just that. But what I found was um, I have to be careful not to bite off more than I can chew. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if I'm trying to earn this much money, I'm trying to get this fit. I'm trying to have these relationships with my family and friends. And all of these are different goals. And now I'm trying to deconstruct to see what kind of habits and what kind of things I need to do on a daily basis to acquire all of that and to hit all of those goals that can get for me really overwhelming for some people. They're like, that's exactly what I need. So what I, what I found was instead of saying, I'm not good at goal setting and this is overwhelming and so I'm not going to do it, I then just said, okay, um, I can do a few of these things. Yeah. Right? And, and as I've deconstructed a little bit, I've learned, let's just start, let's just every year add some things, mm. right? To, to, to start to build up a lifestyle that 
is going towards the 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 goal, going towards the the target. But first, you have to have that target. So for me, the biggest thing was to go, where do I want to be in ten years? Yeah, mm-hmm. really, and writing that all out and going, okay, ten years, and writing that out in in, um, you know, Alex Clot helped me do it. Um, thinking about what I want to be in ten years, and then writing that out as if I'm it. You know what I mean? Visualization. Yeah. Yeah. The visualization of it. Now I can see that thing. And this is, and this is now forming my identity of, well, if I'm going to be this person that I want to be, have Mm -hmm. these things that I want to have, do these things that I want to do, then that type of a person does these things and starting to implement those. But I can't do it all for me personally. I can't do it all at once. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. So someone who's never set any goals, someone who's never tried any of this, where would they start? Like, what would you say they start doing? Well, first, immediately. Think, yeah, first they need to sit down with somebody that's got vision. Mm-hmm. I think the very first thing you got to do is get vision. So if you have vision already, then great. Then you need accountability. Okay. Or you need somebody that can sit down and, and help walk you through it. Um, but I think the best thing, the, the easiest thing to do is once you start with, okay, so for me, in 10 years, I want to have a half million dollars liquid. I want to mm-hmm. have... Um, uh, for in income producing properties, um, I want to have a business that I own mm. that I generate money from, but I don't actually do any of the sure right. Mm-hmm. It's just an it's an investment business. Um, you know, I want to have another half million dollars in some sort of investment type account, long term kind of situation. Um, I want to have um both my wife and my, I want four, actually five vehicles. So my two kids to have vehicles, my wife and I to both have a vehicle, um, and then like a play kind of car. And I want all of those to be paid for in cash. I don't want to have notes on there any of those. Yeah. Um, and then I want my children to have um, all of the funds ready to go for, you know, for college or whatever they decide to do. Sure. Um, so financially, you know, those are, you know, that's kind of where I want to be. And I want to have zero debt. Um, if I have debt, then I, my mortgage to be $3,000 a month. <clears throat> mm. Right. So I've decided, okay, well, if that's going to, then, then that would mean that I would need to make, you know, 40 or 400 grand year over year mm. and then have all of that money. And the other thing is to, to you know, I'm giving sure. in 10 mm-hmm. years, I'm giving 50 grand a year. Um, if to, to vision builders and then, you know, obviously all the other giving that I would want to do. So what would you say to somebody? Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on it briefly. You said, I'm not good at goals or yeah. to someone who says, I don't need goals or yeah. goals are stupid or yeah. goals are just like a, you know, the new buzzword or whatever. Sure. What would you say to them? Um, Stop being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being prideful. Stop mm-hmm. being self-deprecating. Stop it. Mm, stop right. it. Because if you're saying that you don't need goals, then you're being prideful. Wow. And you're being dumb. Mm, yeah. You do need goals. Yeah. You absolutely need goals. Otherwise, you're pissing on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's true. So you need to have targets. It doesn't need to look the same for everybody, but we all need to function in some way. We all right. do function in some way. Pretty with, similar. Yeah. Right? Um, and so goals... Uh, are vital. Um, but it doesn't need to look, you know, somebody might have a board 
and they're checking off yeah. and they're, you know, maybe that's not how you operate. That's okay. You still can operate in, in a goal type world. Mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the person that says, I'm not good at goals, just realize that's a self-limiting belief. You're, mm -hmm. you're saying that, but that's because you're, you're looking at the way that Ben does goals. Well, maybe mm -hmm. the way that Ben does goals isn't the way that John is going to do goals. It's right. not the way that Vince and Tyson's going to do goals. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out and you got to realize that the way you do goals yesterday might not be the way that you do goals tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to evolve, try new things. And if it doesn't work, try something else. It's almost like what you said the last episode where know what you want mm -hmm. or know the vision on your life or whatever, but don't hold so tightly mm. to every single thing like you know, like, okay, I've set this goal and I have to do this all the time. Right. Well, maybe you need to change things so you can actually obtain that or switch yeah, things up. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And I guess, you know, you'll get to a point, I think, where, where over time you find out that if I do X, Y, and Z every day, then I'll, uh, it's going to produce this type of, because at the end of the day, every action causes a reaction. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that you do causes a result either positive, negative, or neutral. It's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And so I think the goal for me is to be able to, year over year, start to identify some things that I'm doing that are producing positive and negative results and start to build a uh, a little bit of a, um, um, I don't want to say habit, but I guess a, a life of habit that um, I think uh, the better way to say it is a life of rhythm that produces mm. the life that I want to have. Sure. Rather than just always being reactionary to everything. Yeah. I feel like that's so common, the reactionary, yeah. especially like in the creative world. Mm. You know, the creative world that I went uh, went to school in, even like now I have uh, a team of creatives and it's very much, because I'm that way a lot. Yeah. I was always been just reaction. I'm just going to let life come, happen. And that has never produced the results that I wanted. Right, right. right. Um, it either produces bad results when I was younger, when I'm probably a little wiser, but it was never truly what I wanted. Right. Um, so, what were you going to say, Tess? Yeah, so all the goals that you listed out, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big, you know, goal that you're reaching. And for a lot of people, something like that can like freak them out. Sure. You know, and what kind of like mindset do you have to be in to actually believe that, hey, I'm going to hit this goal in mm -hmm. 10 years? Mm -hmm. you know, all those things you listed off, like, I was impressed. Yeah. And then just think 10 years down the road to have the patience. Like what kind of mindset do you have to be in throughout the week, every month, you know, to, to go out and actually produce to get to that yeah. goal? Um, I mean, there's a level of just, you know, you have to have an abundance mindset. You have to realize that, you know, really the, 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 some of those goals that I rattled off, um, those 10 year goals, some of them, are actually pretty little. There's a lot of, you know, talking about money, there's a lot of money in the world. There's a lot mm. of it. Yeah, it's true. And to, you know, so I think we need to understand that and we need to understand that at the end of the day, money is just a game, right? Mm. Especially nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Especially mm. nowadays. Yeah. And so um, we you, you've got to have this understanding that um, it's it's all very possible. It's all very doable. People do it all the time. And so if there's a, if there's a limiting belief that says that there's not enough or I can't do that, 
just locate that and scarcity realize, mindset. Wow, that's a scarcity mm-hmm. mindset. That's something that's telling me that I can't do a thing because either I don't have the opportunity, I don't have the skill set, I don't have the knowledge. I, well, you could have the skill set if you worked at it. You could have, you, you, you can change those things. Stop accepting them as, as mm-hmm. your reality. They're not concrete. Yeah. Stop acting like it. Yeah. I'd say that's actually huge. Not only in, I feel like for whatever reason, we have a society that we've ever, we're convinced that everything is scarce, mm-hmm. right? Love, yeah, money, resources, right. whatever. And maybe some of those things are, but we, we are convinced that everything is, right? right. Um, and then it obviously shapes our reality. And then I've even noticed that very much in the church world where everything, there's a scarcity mindset, even though not one place in the Bible does it mention that God is, doesn't have abundance and all these things. And, right. You know, mm-hmm. he's the God of everything, right? And it, But for some reason, we've convinced ourselves that there is a scarcity to even even the love of Jesus, even grace, mm. you know? Um, so it's interesting how we've convinced ourselves that everything is finite. Right. Where if you think of it, especially now with like crypto and all these things, we were talking about this earlier, you made a great point. It's like, we basically already have crypto because yeah. the US dollar is not backed by anything anymore. Right. So, except our debt. <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. that's cool. So what do you say to like someone who is still struggling, like say they're a single parent or they're Mm, caring for somebody or they're living from paycheck to paycheck uh, because life choices or because of unfortunate events. Uh, Where where does someone like that start? Like what types of goals would they have to set to come out of that kind of a mindset? Sure. So let's say... Uh, let's, let's paint, let's paint, let's give a, let's give a, we'll, we'll call this person, uh, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie is a single, um, 30 year old woman and she makes 15 bucks, 16 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a little one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and she's paycheck to paycheck. And at the end of every month, if she just follows her little budget, mm-hmm. you know, she's 50 bucks positive. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's saying that she doesn't end up going on a date or doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. go to, you know, Red Robin or whatever, Get right? something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the, I would say, first of all, let's get a bigger vision, mm-hmm. right? So start dreaming of what could be. Because mm-hmm. when you're in that type of a lifestyle, it's very easy to get stuck in the weeds and just not be able to have vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So yep. you first have to be able to see a greater life. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not, you know, a millionaire life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a life where you're making, you know, uh, 80 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just let's just start someplace. Um, because she might not be able to see anything more than that but certainly she can see something, mm-hmm. right? So we got to help her to see something that there is a there is opportunity out there. There is a way uh, for, you know, to, to expand her life. Then I would say, make sure she's giving. Mm-hmm. If she's not, even if, even if she does not, let's just say that she's a total atheist, mm-hmm. find a way, find a place to give. Because mm-hmm. you start to, you start to, it, it changes everything when you begin to give. And obviously, 
that's only, um, you're only halfway in, mm-hmm. unless you're giving to the kingdom of heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even even someone who's not there yet, they just begin to give. It's a principle, it's a law, and it works. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, um, start investing, even if it's $10 a paycheck, even if it's $5 a paycheck, mm-hmm. even if it's two freaking dollars into a Coinbase account mm-hmm. every paycheck, do it because you're forming a habit. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're forming habits right. of giving and investing mm-hmm. and you're seeing something bigger than you. And when you start to do those things, then things start to change. Why wow, are you, good. why are you so passionate? Cause you've said giving yeah. a lot. You said mm-hmm. giving in the last episode, you said giving here. Yeah. Obviously that's going to ruffle a lot of people's feathers. Sure. Um, and you said that was the most impactful thing in your life. Yeah. Why? Well, first of all, uh, to back up a little bit for me, um, Giving has always been a part of my, the way I've operated. Um, but previously giving was like a, it was more of a ritual. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, oh, when the check comes in, I move the decimal. This is what my dad taught me. You move the decimal over one, mm-hmm. that's 10%. You write the check and you, you give. Go. Yeah. And, and you're tithing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I did it out of habit and obedience. And I think that, that God was on it. I think God totally. blessed that. Yeah. And, you know, my, I, I've always had a, a, a pretty good life. But what's changed now is that I've realized that the kingdom of heaven is a, is, you know, in, in the Bible, you read it over and over and over again. Um, there, it's a, it's a river. It's a flow. God operate the best way to, to, kind of visualize God is, in my opinion, um, a mighty rushing river. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of God, I, I, you know, obviously we have Jesus. He's our sure. little symbol that we can kind of look to, to picture, you know, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. But God is a river. And that's how he shows up all the time throughout scripture. Even, even in the day of Pentecost, he, the, the Holy Spirit came in the upper room like a, like a roaring river. river. Yep. It was a mm-hmm. roaring, it was this wind, right? Mm-hmm. It's a flow. And, and God set up the found, like the way that, that he operates and the way that he functions is, is flowing and it's, and it's giving. God gave his son. Mm-hmm. Um, he's showing there's this, this is, this is just the principle of how he works. And God is, he's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's, he's the, he's above everything. He's created everything. There's nothing higher than him. And he has and owns everything. And so for me to come in alignment with heaven, I have to then step into a flow. Mm. And I can't be in a flow if I don't have a way for everything that I have has got to come Come, come through me. And so when I give, I'm coming into, I'm, I'm that, there's a flow that's, that's happening. Um, and so then you got the hand of God on you. You're, mm. you're in alignment with, and, and when you're in alignment with heaven, when you're in alignment with the principles that have been established since the foundations of the world, the, this is, this is, this is how it's supposed to function. This mm. is how it works. And so, um, I believe that with all my heart. 
and I experience that. And even people who aren't believers have stepped into and understood the power of, of giving. Um, you read business books and millionaire books mm. that have nothing to do with Christianity. I was just going to ask you And that. they're going to yeah. talk about mm-hmm. giving. Yeah. Because they're, they've found the, a principle there that actually mm-hmm. works. And it's because it is a law. Not a law like a, if you don't do it, you get a ticket, but a law like gravity is a law. It mm. is just how it works. And I was going to say, good. yeah, the, because I would say the, the, the business term is law of attraction. Yeah. Right. We're kind of getting into that realm, <clears throat> like a new age realm. Um, what would you say the difference is of what you're talking about versus that? Yeah. Like, because people possibly could hear this and they could have issues or been or whatever been with, you know, dealing with that, whether like, oh, the new age isn't infiltrating the church, blah, 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 blah. You're smiling. <laughs> so I just have heard that a lot. Like, yeah. you know, Instagram reels, whatever. People are just like, oh, the new age is infiltrating the church. Mm-hmm. And to an untrained ear, what you're saying could be like, oh, he's just talking about the law of attraction. It's BS, blah, blah, blah. What would you... Read your what, Bible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like when you read your Bible, it's pretty, it's, it's cover to cover. It's throughout the entirety of scripture. And so just because some new agey weirdos have taken the thing and taken it out of its original context and put a new package on it, um, doesn't, doesn't change the fact that the core of what they're talking about is actually throughout the thread of scripture. Mm-hmm. and. The, the key is, um, the key to, to being, um, blessed by God financially is, um, understanding that, um, understanding that you're using money as a tool to bless people and, and, and to further the kingdom of heaven. Um, and it's, it's only when you get that sideways that that money begins to cause a lot of issue. I was just reading this morning on the way here. Um, I think it's, I read like second Timothy and Titus and I can't remember exactly where it was. I think it might've been in second Timothy where um, Paul is, is talking about, and he's giving some warning to the rich. And then he says something along the lines of um, make sure that you are, that they're doing good. And he's, he's warning, this is where it says the love, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and the instruction that he's giving, that he's trying to help these people understand when it comes to riches, when it comes to wealth, is to do good with your wealth. Don't be stingy and, um, mm-hmm. and live a, a me-centric life. That's what he's addressing. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so let's go to the Christian side of it. I, cause I could hear people say like, okay, well, what it sounds like what you're talking about is the good old prosperity gospel. Yeah. Okay. So, um, whether it's name it and claim it, whatever, right. I just blab it and grab it, blab it and grab it, you know, <laughs> all the things that it's been called. Right. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the difference in what you're referring to and that, yeah. because obviously that's gotten a really bad rap and, you know, in the Christian world, Right to the point where you have certain sects of Christianity where they're so vehemently against that, mm-hmm. where they want nothing to do with money, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's the whole, 
the the Old Testament doesn't apply to us at all anymore. They were simply stories, you know, kind of break that down a little bit from your perspective. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I'll say is if, if, if by the way, what you're saying mm-hmm. is gold. Gold. Yeah. I oh, hope yeah. whoever's yeah. listening to this is paying attention right. and listening to it with a different lens to read your Bible in. Yeah. Um, because what Pastor Vince is saying is it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. He's not saying anything that's not there. Right. And I would just challenge you to potentially look at in a different way where what if God truly is everything he says he is? Yeah. Versus of what the box we have tried to put him into. Well, even for someone that's not a Christian and doesn't believe in the oh, Bible, totally. I think this is all gold, which is why I was I was leaning my questions more toward yeah. the non-Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack, but go no, ahead. You, no, you're good. So I mean, if if so let's say that that John, let's say that John attends a church that is anti-prosperity gospel. Sure. And uh, then I would I would ask John, John, does your church accept your money? <laughs> Usually the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because because if they have a giving landing page, if they take an offering, then they what they're doing, and, and I'm not saying they're evil. I sure. say I, I sure. think that they're that they're incredibly misguided. But essentially what what the fruit of what that is is okay, John, you attend our church. We want you to give. We don't want you to to be wealthy because that'd be scary. Hmm. But we do want you to give. You don't have to give 10%. You can give whatever you want, but we want you to give. And then all of a sudden, this church either is going to have a whole bunch of people giving nickels and dimes and dollars in their offering, and they're going to have a bunch of people who are happy to go to church there because they don't talk about money. Sure. <laughs> um, and the church itself is ends up being um, operated on by either people who do give, do tithe, because they understand tithing and giving outside of what the ch- their church is actually saying. Yeah. Essentially, they're running their their organization on gifts and on finances and resource, but they're actually telling everybody. They're act. They're they're they're. It's a very hypocritical way to to operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless unless the pastor's like, hey, guess what? I am a multi multi millionaire, and I'm going to fund this whole entire thing for everybody. And you have, how did you get the money? Sure, sure. Money is is a massive part of the way that we function in life, and to pretend like it isn't is silly, and. And really, it's just it's just compartmentalizing your life. You have your finance world, and you have your church world. You have your business, and you have your your church. You, you you've just compartmentalized everything, and so the 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 name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, prosperity gospel that is not of 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 God is one that uses God to make money. That's good. Mm. The opposite, the, the other side of that coin traditionally is the church that is not going to talk about it or is going to talk against it and yet requires it to operate. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the, 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 the biblical way to do it is, is to realize and understand that this God thing, this Christianity thing is an all-encompassing thing. And it's in, it's on Sunday through Monday, 
you know, it's, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a whole, this is a lifestyle. And so I invite God into my finances. And so I have to talk about them. Yeah. I have to, I have to put that before him and I have to, um, and I get to, and it's an honor. And when I do that, now I understand that God wants me to have finance so that I can, the good Samaritan, right? The good Samaritan actually was the one who had the ability and the heart to help this guy on the side of the road who was beat up, whatever. So he goes over to the guy and he funds yeah. His, yeah, yeah. his rehabilitation. He, he, he meets his needs. He has the resource to do it and the heart to do it. So we have to, to do this thing right. We have to have our heart right before God. Yeah. Um, our motivation needs to be pure. Um, and then we need to have the resource to actually do the thing that we want to do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so funny because I heard someone say, it's like, you know, as Christians, we want nothing to do with money, right? But yet we still devote majority of our life to making money. Yep. But mm -hmm. we don't want to be good at it. Right. We want to be slaves to it. Yep. We want to, you know, when it says jump, it's, we say how high because right. we need it to live. Yeah. The church is no different where then they have to basically beg people to give constantly over and over and over again because they can't keep the doors open and people can't, can't pay the staff. Um, and we saw this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in our church where we went through a really tough time financially before we became a part of the current church we're a part of. And uh, it was brutal. It was, you know, I mean, you know, this better than anybody, Yep. Um, but the pastor was like not paying himself, you know, all these things just to try and keep things afloat um, versus if it's almost like if you get in front of it and just embrace it, like, let's be good at it. Let's be yeah. really, really good at it. Well, and I think, you know, to, to bring this back to, to goals, right. Um, this is why I said what I said at the beginning. Financial goals for me are how how do I how do I live the life that I want to live? Uh, what resource do I need? And and the way that I want to live is one where I can give to sure. every good work. Where I sure. can say, hey, you know, I want to be somebody who can say, you know what, this person needs a car. I'm gonna give them one. Yeah. This person needs some place to stay, and I can provide for that, and not but I don't, I don't want to be the guy who's just handing out to everybody just so they can freeload. Sure. Right. I want to be strategic and prayed up and use wisdom going, who can I help? Who will then end up helping somebody else yeah. down the road? Yeah. How can I help? And, and so that, so, but that's where, you know, we, when we talked about goals, why do I want to have, this kind of income? Why do I want to have this money in the bank? Why do I want to have, well, so that I can be financially free. And when I'm financially free, then I can, I can give and be a, more of a blessing. Um, so I have no, I, I have no interest in being so leveraged so that I can buy my mm -hmm. Bentley yeah. and go on vacation all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I want to give somebody a Toyota. I know, right? I know. Because I was. What if you want yeah. both, though? You're like, I want a Bentley, but I also my heart is to give too. Sure, is that Th that's fine? 
Okay. If you want a Bentley, but but what what is the driving? I mean, I want nice things too. Yeah. I drive a Lexus. What if like you're just someone who you just love excellence? You yeah. like things that are top tier, and you're like, yeah, I want a Bentley. Yeah, it's you know high performing. Sure, that's that's just your heart. You like excellent things. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's not there's nothing wrong with with nice things. There's nothing wrong with with Bentleys or, I mean, I, I have actually no idea if that's if what a Bentley is even like. I've seen <laughs> them I, personally. I probably don't even want one. They're okay. they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. Um, but the point obviously is is those things aren't bad. And if mm. you desire those things, that's okay. What do you desire more though? And would you give your Bentley away if it came down there to it? There it is. Mm. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, we serve God, not money. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and not what money can give us. Yeah. And so the posture of our heart has to be in that space, and that's why giving uh, to go back to that is so important. Because um, if you can't if you can't give something away, then then it has you, and so and it. And if it has you, then you, you're not, you know, and this is what the Bible says, you're, you can't serve both God and money. Yes. Right? And so for, for the person who's struggling to make ends meet, which by the way, I've been there, mm-hmm. right? You, you have to step into giving even when you don't have anything to give because it aligns you with heaven and God can bless you because now you are practicing a spiritual kingdom principle. Well, and the ironic thing is, is whether you're wealthy, you have a lot, or you're broke and don't have anything, the same spirit, if you will, still resides there. If you can't give it away, yeah, it still owns you. That's right. Mm. You know, wow. whether it's a Bentley, mm. a house, whatever, or whether it's, you know, a little bit of food that you have or whatever. I mean, it's the same thing in the same. Old Testament with the women and the and the cake and the last food that she had. Yep. Um, the, the funny thing is the principle is the exact same either way. That's right. And we don't see it that way. We mm-hmm. see it as, um, or a lot of the churches of the culture doesn't like, well, I, I don't want any of that because clearly you had to do something bad or you're evil or whatever, but vice versa. Like I, I can't give away the little bit that I have. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's interesting how the mindset is well, actually the same. hundred percent. And what, what I've found is the more that I've been around people with wealth, I realize that the people for the most part, obviously there are exceptions, but sure. the people who have money most of the time are far more generous than the people with not that don't have money, right? And the people that are generous that don't have a lot of money end up making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's just continues to be true over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause usually when you don't have any money, you don't give anything away cause you don't, you don't think you can. And which, which is funny. It just goes back to that whole, where's your heart at mindset? Do you trust God? Because right. whether you, do you trust God with a little? Do you trust God with a lot? Like it's that goes back to that mindset. Yeah. Um, and which is so good. So a lot of these principles in your viewpoint or in, in your upbringing came from the Bible or biblical. Right. Uh, we also know that people who are not Christians and are yeah, not good, of a ben. biblical mindset. Yeah. Also give because you said that, you know, and if you read business books and, and if you read uh, entrepreneurs and wealthy people, they're, they're also in that mindset of giving. Right. How do you, how does 
that mindset translate for for those people that are not Christians and how does it lead them to Christ and Christianity or how can you take that mindset and lead people to Christ and Christianity or or should you or, or like is it okay to be outside of Christ and Christianity and still live that way and and is there are you still doing positive things are you still uh living in the right mindset uh, giving and building wealth but outside of Christ mm-hmm. like how would you marry the two two worlds and and should you well you definitely should mhm um i think you know somebody who is managing money generating wealth and giving mhm um in a whether they know it or not on a biblical foundation mm-hmm. right that they're going to do good in this life right their life here on earth is going to be probably pretty good um although they probably will also have a lot of different dysfunctions mm-hmm. um but the but you know they they can probably have a pretty good life um and and do good help people mm-hmm. that's great um but they're going to end up going to hell mhm <laughs> right first of all and secondly mm-hmm. they're missing out on having an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe while mm-hmm. they're st- while they're on earth and and when when they when you as as we all know when you're having this experience this relationship with the creator of the universe here on earth um your life is just much more full and so so mm-hmm. and so and i and i think oft, oftentimes that's sometimes where christians get it wrong they're like well i just want to have a relationship with jesus and he's going to he's going to help me to make sure that i've got a good you know i'm going to have good family i'm going to have a good i'm and money is not i don't need money because i've got all of these other really things in my life that make me have a rich life and i think mm-hmm. that's fine but then you're not you're you're not able to actually um bless other people financially and we live in a financial system where we have to use money mm-hmm. to to operate and so you're you're compartmentalizing that part out which is silly so stop doing that mm-hmm. um for the when it comes to like trying to help bring somebody to Christ um who's operating maybe on a kingdom level with their finance but they don't know it mm-hmm. uh but they don't know they don't know Christ right um i think it's all about influence how do you have influence in their life and mm-hmm. i think you know I look at somebody like um like Colin, mm-hmm. right? Colin has a unique opportunity to be a missionary to wealthy people. Mhm. Right? Right? Because he's in their world. Mhm. He has influence over them and with them. And so somebody who who has no desire to have wealth or understanding of how to generate wealth um might have a relationship with somebody who's wealthy because they're an uncle or a parent or a friend or whatever but you're not able to be a minister to that person you're not able to have influence in that person cuz really you're looking to them for hey uh so I can't pay my rent do you think that maybe you could yeah mhm you know lend me 1500 bucks that's your financial relationship with this person mhm but but and so the you're not going to have a lot of influence over them. They might go, man, so-and-so is a great person. And, but, but they, they're thinking of themselves as, as superior to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But 
if you start to generate wealth, whether this is wrong or right, doesn't matter. It just is true. Mm -hmm. If you begin to generate wealth and now you can have influence in this person's life, now you can actually reach them. Now, people have reached wealthy people and they weren't wealthy. And I'm not saying that, you know, but just in general, mm -hmm. it's much easier to have influence over people with wealth when you also have wealth. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, that's how it's like tight win. Mm -hmm. Win. If you want to have influence over those people, then win. Be right. Yeah, I have and a question around. Uh, make it good. You know, back we gotta, to the, we gotta land this puppy. You know, just mm. goals, setting yeah. them, and then I want to talk about burnout. Mm. Like That's with New one, Year's yeah. Eve coming, people set their yeah. New Year's resolutions, and then they stick it out till February. Yeah, then they just they're burnt out. Yeah, and you talked about the kingdom of heaven being like a, a like flow. a flow. Yeah, like a like a river doesn't burn out. It's right. just it's just flowing. How do you deal with, with burnout, you yeah. know, and especially when you, like you had, you were the campus pastor. Yeah. You were doing real estate. Yeah. You have two daughters. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. You'd run half marathons. You know, you have <laughs> yeah. all these goal. Your house is always clean. Like you have all these yeah, goals. Dude, all these disaster. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I go there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you, like, that's going to, that's got to burn you out. How do you, How do consistent? you keep operating? Yeah. Boom! Keep plugging along to hit these these goals. Yeah, um, it's 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 all about finding your rhythm and finding your flow and realizing that your life doesn't have to look the same as other people's lives, right? And so, um, oftentimes people mess up when they when they do their goals because they go first of all they they make them um, hard to measure, and or they make them just really ridiculous. Yeah. If I set a goal out to do a standing double backflip, <laughs> if that's my goal, mm -hmm. sure. that's a stupid freaking goal <laughs> because I can't do it. <laughs> right. Right. Well. That's not a self-limiting belief. Mm -hmm. It's just, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, let's just make, maybe there's someone out there that can do a standing double backflip. So make it, let's I'm make sure it a standing that. triple backflip. Or let's say that my goal is to go to space um, without a spacesuit. Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this is impossible. Right. right. The heart of the, the, but why do they want that goal? Cause they want to do something impossible. So anyways, that's a whole nother rabbit trail. But, <laughs> uh, I would say that just chill out. You don't have to do everything. Mm. Wow. So as you close down 2021 and you look for 2022, I guess my encouragement would be let's let's begin to visualize how we want our life to be, what we want that to look like, and what types of things do we know right now or think we could start implementing that will help get us there. And and then being you got to be realistic. Like guess what? Sometimes, you know, you can't run for an hour a day every day. There are some seasons in life where that's just not realistic. You have yeah. to be honest with your, look at your schedule and go, can I actually do that? Can I actually make that happen? And it's okay if the answer is no, but what can you do and do, and do that? So you just got to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. when you set these goals. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're set the bar low, but it does mean that you're realistic and that you, especially if you're married, talk to your spouse 
figure out yeah. some things that that you can that you can do. Start small, get some small wins under your belt. Those those little goals now become a rhythm in life. You don't have to think about them anymore. Mm. It's just how you function. And then you up the ante again, and mm. you keep on you keep on building these these rhythms in your life that just become how you function. Um, rather than going, okay, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week and I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I'm going to read 48 books and I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to do all this stuff. Slow freaking down. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop that. That's so good because if you set that huge goal, like you said, I'm going to run on Iron Man yeah. every single month, like you're going to fail. Yes. And when you keep on failing at these huge goals, you, you might just end up quitting. But you said, yeah. set little like little little like goals that are attainable. Yep. Get these wins under your belt. Yep. And it starts to build this like confidence to where yeah. then maybe, yeah, you can get to that point. Yeah. And when you're setting a goal, I mean, I, I think that the biggest thing is is trying to look at things that you're not yet doing that you realistically can do that then become habitual a habitual way that you live your life because then you're not thinking about it anymore mm. next year it's not a goal it's now just become how you operate you don't yeah. set a goal to brush your teeth anymore mm. right mm-hmm. you used to when you were a little kid it was like hey did you brush your teeth oh no oh. i forgot sorry but now you brush your teeth you just do it you don't think about it you're mm-hmm. not like oh man i haven't brushed my teeth in four days i better set a goal to brush my teeth. no because now this is how you function mm-hmm. right and so the little measurable, um, small things that we can do, that we can bring into our life, that we bring into our world, that make us closer to where we want to be, that just become, it's just as a rhythm. It's just a flow. It's how you operate. It's much easier. And that's how you not, that's how you don't burn out. What's interesting okay. is if you listen to sports teams, business professionals, whatever it is, <clears throat> the number one thing they talk about is consistency. Yeah. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're talking about is setting goals that you can truly be consistent at that will actually turn into the things that you really, really want. Right. You know, but if you can't get the consistency, if you can't have the little wins, then you're never going to get there because you're just going to give up. Yeah. Right. So I know we got to land plane two things no, real ahead. quickly before. Hit us. Um, so um, these are things that I've learned from Dr. Matt and Alex Klott. Um, when you're talking about goals, um, it's not, um, if you want to have a lot of this depends on your personality, but um, have a have a reward mm-hmm. and have oh, a yeah. consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Have right. a reward. If you do it, this is what you're going to get. And have a consequence. If you don't do it, this is what you have to do. That's going to be a help, a, a motivating factor mm-hmm. to get this thing done. Make sure that you put though your consequence and and reward on the goals that you can actually do. That mm-hmm. you can actually can that you actually have full control over, right? Um, and that you actually think that you can consistently do over time for the rest of your life. Mm. The other thing is have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun. One thing that I learned from Dr. Matt is I needed to make a goal to go on vacations. Wow. Mm. I wasn't having I wasn't going on a vacation. I didn't go on vacation for years. So now I have mm-hmm. a goal to go on vacations. Mm-hmm. Have some fun with life. Make sure and set goals that are fun. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Great, great way to end it. Yep. Um, Pastor Vince, we love you. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting hours to do that. Um, <laughs> make sure to listen to episode 27 if you have not. Uh, these two episodes are just chocked full of wisdom. I mean, pull out sound bites, do whatever. We'll try and put some stuff on social media. Um, but make sure to head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We know you love the show. Just tell everybody else. Uh, <laughs> share it everywhere. Check us out on Instagram. Do all the things. Share these episodes, 27, 28, which is people that you know that you know need to hear it. Get the word out. Uh, Vince is just a perfect example of a man in renovation, especially over the past few years, how he's renovated his life to be where he wants to be, to be able to give those mm, cars and all those things. That's what this show is all about. It's uh, just interviewing people that are putting in the work, so to speak. Um, but anyways, we love you guys. We out. Peace. Bye. Nice.